Then her eyes flew open wide She went to hug me and she spilled her purse And we laughed until we cried You like the way I'm tickling these eyebrows? I love it, man. It feels like you're really tickling them. Great wistful song of melancholy lost love. Verse 2. Taken too soon. Find an open bar. You're right. You're totally right, John. Bought a six pack at the liquor store, and we drank it in her car. We drank a toast to innocence. We drank a toast to time. Tried to look beyond the emptiness, but neither one knew how. How boring. Seriously. And that poor architect sitting at home waiting for her to bring the groceries like home. And she's out drinking beers with Fogelberg in the in the car. <laughs> I'm waiting on my fish sticks. What the hell did you run into that loser musician you used to date? Like, can you imagine that? You're like married to a woman and she's at the store like way too long. This is before cell phones. And she comes home like three hours later. And you're like, where in the hell have you been? I've been worried sick. I've been calling the hospitals. And she goes, oh, yeah, I ran into my ex-boyfriend. And we've been drinking beers in his car. You're really looking beyond the uh, the song itself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? There needs to be a follow-up to this. From the dude who's waiting for his groceries at home. And then he reconnects online with the lost love. You know what I mean? Like the same old Lang Syne redux. Goes like this. I saw that we were out of eggs today. So I sent the bitch to Publix. Gave her cash and said, get back real soon. Or I'll punch you in your nose. She seemed to take long getting ready. And she smelled a little too good I said if you run into that musician I hope he don't sport wood Don't you know she took three hours that day So I opened up my Facebook Saw a girl I used to tag in school So I gave her profile a look we met at a local hotel. She jerked me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's something there. Sorry about that. No. I mean. She drank my go to Seven two seven. I'm just saying, there's probably there's probably a redux to be done there. Oh, know? absolutely. I mean, there's a whole other man in the story Is that. Yeah. Uh, like the guy, like you mentioned, who's waiting for his wife to get home from the grocery store. Yeah, and I mean, what a dick Fogelberg is, even even honestly. Like, well, I, you can't blame Fogelberg. Well, I know, but still, he. I mean, she said so. She says, "Oh, I'm married. I, I happen to marry an architect." And he's like, "Hey, you want to go drink beers in my car?" Well, he's not there. 
Ar- Mr. Architect's probably in his drafting room going like, oh, I wonder if I put this building over here. Blah, nerd, nerd, nerd. Well, I mean, she had time to think about it, too, because they couldn't find an open bar. Right. So maybe she just goes, okay, no open bars. It's best maybe, you know, this was good to see a good catching up. But but she's just so thirsty uh-huh. that she's like, let's just get some beers and drink them in your car, Danny boy. Well, they haven't seen each other in so long. They'd probably been yearning for each other. So it was like, well, yeah, damn, we can't find a, uh, let's just get a sixer. I'll just sit in the car and drink it. Probably nothing will happen. Yeah, they rekindled the flame in the in the grocery store. So they figured we're already here. They were talking. Think about that. You're in the grocery store, you're talking, you're having this lingering conversation. You're in the way in the aisle. Maybe I just hop in your car, have a beer. It's easy to do. That's the point. This whore shouldn't be rekindling anything with anybody. Uh, She's married. She's got an architect husband at home, and it's Christmas Eve. John is right. I did forget it's Christmas Eve. I mean, the snow was falling Christmas Eve. This lady is married. She's supposed to be buying a ham and coming home. Right. Like, like why didn't you plan well enough? She obviously doesn't love her man enough to prepare something. That's the thing that we don't know is that she literally ran to the store to grab butter. She's cooking Christmas Eve dinner. The whole family's there, the in-laws and everything, and then she just disappears and misses Christmas Eve dinner because she's trying to get that Fogelberg dong. And, like, she obviously didn't take an Uber home because Ubers weren't a thing in the early 80s, so she drove home yeah. drunk <laughs> to her husband without the butter like did she get perishables i that's a good question how long were they sitting in the uh the you know the milk is spoiled i feel like they live somewhere cold well the snow was falling so yeah it was eve yeah so. Yeah, yeah i guess it, was, it wasn't yeah. Floor. All yeah. The perishables are I guess, okay but still there was i'm sure they had the heat on in the car yeah like they're drinking beers and not to mention all the sex they were having probably right. warm things you, up why? it's like oh why does this sour cream smell like sex <laughs> you know <laughs> and and uh and how long did they spend? Do we know like how long they parted? How many beers they drank? Does he say that in the song? Stand by. Let me uh, let me find out here. I want to. Uh... Okay. They're obviously having an extensive conversation. Right? <laughs> you see the group text from Oliveira? No. Didn't it all start on Christmas Eve? What a horror! Oh, I did. <laughs> great minds think alike, Mike Oliveira. So, okay, here, here we are. On, she saw me in the record store. She saw him in the record store. She thought he must yeah. be doing well. Cloud chaser. Doesn't like being out there on the road. Yeah, we know all that stuff. We know all that. I think that's all the words. Is that it? Oh no, I think there's one more. The beer was empty and our tongues were tired. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they were. The beer was empty and our tongues were tired. Yeah. By the way, thank we're you, talking. Monica. Everybody I guess we work with is really into the Fogelberg too. Uh he definitely he saw her in the frozen section. Food was deaf's perishable. Oh, absolutely. Thank Not you, to mention her nips were probably all perky and hard, you right. know, when he and that's what you know that's really what he brushed got, against her sleeve. Yeah, he was like he was like, Oh, look at those. She probably busted out the glass in the peas aisle. Yeah. So okay, so she got frozen food then that is thawing. So you got chopped spinach yeah. from Jolly Green Giant just oozing all over the backseat of the car while their tongues grew tired. Yeah. That's from talking. Yeah, no, and yeah. tonguing each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Your tongue gets real tired. Does your tongue get tired yeah. when you talk? We talk four hours yeah. a day. My tongue's never tired. I've, I guess that's You know one fair. time when my tongue does get tired? Still not tired. It's getting tired. Yeah. Tongue punching will do that. Fart box. Let's hear more. Running out of things to say. 
she kissed him. Yep, a couple times. Slut. Just for a moment I was back at school Ooh. And felt that old familiar pain It is nuts. Blue balls, balls yeah. <laughs> and as I turned to make my way back home The snow turned into rain Yeah, rain and ropes. Well, that's a metaphor. Yeah. See, the, the icy relationship turned into rain. The snow turned into rain. Yeah. The iciness turned into fluid. Yeah. So that's really a really an interesting ditty, isn't it? It really is. A lot of uh, layers to peel back there. We I feel like we could do a good forty five minute podcast on that song. Well, I feel like we just did. Yeah. Well, and you know that that's the <laughs> thing about Fogelberg. He's a storyteller. That that was one of his greatest traits is that he could he could paint a picture Leader like nobody else. Band. I'll yeah. be honest. I mean, if it weren't for the two of you, I would never listen to that song. Most people wouldn't. Yeah. And well, most people wouldn't appreciate the depth and the hidden meaning behind. That's what we do. We take your yacht rock yep. classics and we kind of just uh, put them in a cooker for a little bit and uh, let it mar- marinate. By the way, now I know why I don't play that song very often because every time I do, <laughs> we, we, it leads to a twenty-two yeah, minute yeah. discussion about <laughs> Dan F and Fogelberg. Yeah. Uh, Drew Grubb alive. Hi. How can we help you? Uh, is it me? I don't know. Is it? Uh, I guess it is now. Yeah. Hey. Listen, man. Uh, I had about the same thing happen to me, and I'm telling you, a six pack is what? Uh, twenty five minutes, a half hour. Well, I mean, it depends on I if think, you're uh, if you're if you're with your lost flame, uh, then uh, then you're gonna you're gonna linger over those beers. You're not looking yeah. to chug them or pound them or bong them. Absolutely no. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I just think. Uh, that song uh, uh, is so great, uh, but I really think it's possible. If you meet somebody like that, and really, how much time you got? 45 minutes, maybe? Uh, I think you can make that happen and get back to your, uh, in her mm. case, her husband, mm. uh, and be cool with you're, it. Well, you're focusing, you're focusing on the beer. The question is, how long and doing what does it take for your tongue to get tired. That's what that's the time, you know, length we should really be looking at because I got to tell you if they drank beers in 30 minutes, that's not enough time for your tongue to get tired doing anything. No way. Well, I mean doing one thing. Yeah, and yeah, I kind of agree with that. I, I think I think they more or less meant uh uh the talking because I know when you meet somebody you haven't seen in a long time, uh it you run out of things to say quickly. Mm. So you drink another sip of beer. 
and then you say something stupid, you drink another sip of beer. All right, but you mm. meet an ex that you're kind of, she's obviously not in love with the architect that Monica pointed out to yeah. us again. Thank you, Monica. Uh, and- no, no, no. I, I think, no, absolutely. I think she's in love with the architect. No, she says uh, in the song that she that- doesn't love, she wishes she it- loved him, but she doesn't. Is that what she said? I, there's a lyric there. I'm going to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at it real quick. All right, same old. Yeah, you, yeah, you have to look at it. Right. I don't think it says that. I don't know, man. You're kind of coming off a little cuckish. Like, you almost want her to be banging her husband in the parking lot while you're waiting at oh, home for her. Hell no. She said she married her an architect, hold on, and uh, who kept her warm and safe and dry. She would have liked to say she loved the man, but she didn't like to lie. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah, see, I, I never heard that part. See, so, so, so honestly, I, mean, I, it's, I knew all the words, but yeah, yeah. In your face. Well, it's <laughs> even worse. I mean, it, what's worse than cheating than, than she's telling her old boyfriend that she doesn't love you? Oh. I mean, that's worse than cheating. That's like emotional yeah. cucking. I'd, 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 I'd rather you love me and, you know, you know just him. SSD than, than, right. than out you telling him out you don't even like me. Right. Like SSD and then feel so bad about it afterwards because you love me, then don't SSD and go, God, I'd love to tell you I love him, but I'm, I'd love lie to yeah. you about it you know she probably it wasn't in the song but she probably told danny had a small wiener too probably like he's not putting no, it, he's I, not putting I, it I don't know man All yeah kinds of I, i'm just i'm just saying man i i think it's saying. a good song and yeah we know uh, that so yeah that's why it, we just spent 30 yeah. minutes discussing it it's the it's the cuck anthem you love it we got it i said the years had been a friend to her and their eyes were still as blue but in those eyes i wasn't sure if i saw doubt or gratitude that's strong he was looking close in those eyes, uh, too. Yeah. I feel like huh? <laughs> the song would be so much better if it was a different genre. I'm all for Yacht Rock, but I just feel like it's got this. A different genre? It's, no, it's yeah. it's genre is exactly where it's supposed yeah, to no, be. Yeah, no, that is the perfect melancholy <laughs> piano bass. What do you, what do you have in you mind? Know, you have a rap song? Uh, yeah, what are you looking for? Hey. Hey. All right, give it to me. You're the lady in the song? Yeah. Get the lyrics first. No, you don't have to. You know, make up your own you know lyrics the story. about not loving your architect. Husband. Okay, okay, okay. It's Christmas Eve, and I'm trying to get some ham, but you know I'm about to hit it with the spam. I up in the frozen section. I see my boo that I've been sexting, and he take me outside with drink a six pack, and I ain't ever going back. No, nope, no. Nope. No architect, husband, goodbye. You know what I say, and you know why. You is boring in my crazy ex. We're gonna go, and John take the rest. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, girl, get in my car. I got a six pack, let's take it real far. I make mad music, and I'm really, really cool. Your husband's at home, and he's looking like a fool. <laughs> I might be at home on my drafting table, but I provide something that is quite stable. Sent you to the store for a couple of things, and now you're on your knees messing with his ding-a-ling. When the hell you gonna be home? The snow falling outside Alaska, gnome. Crazy architect sent out a drone. It's flying over the store. Looking for me like a... Okay. Bye, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was good. That rap version, though. Yeah, dude, there's something there, Mike. You might have been right, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah, it's, it's much more fun yeah. to tell it that way. Slapped. Uh, Drew Grubb alive. Hello, who are you? Uh, Maurice. Hi, Maurice. Do some people call you the Hello. Space Cowboy? Uh, almost, almost definitely. <laughs> Thank you, John. Uh, what about? Uh, I don't know if you guys have played this before. Uh, Meatloaf, two out of three ain't bad. 
Why are you trying to ruin the moment, man? Yeah, man. Why? Why we're all up in the Fogelberg, and then you got to throw in some meatloaf. I loved it. I loved oh, that. I thought you were. I thought we were making a nice little four o'clock meal here out of out of, out of the yacht. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, it's our four o'clock meal. <laughs> Bring your appetite. Drew Gobble live. Hello, who are you? Hello. Hello. Hi, what's your name? This is Denise. How are you? Good. You know, in the world of Drew Garabo Live, this, this is the lady who probably the song was about. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. She just happened to reach us. Yeah. She happened to reach us. Uh, Go ahead, young lady. Ma'am? Reminiscent of, of Taxi and Harry Chapin. Remember that one? Yeah, I don't know why everybody's throwing in Chapin and Meatloaf uh, in our uh, in our party about Dan Fogelberg. He's good, he's good. So, Solar, Solar DJ? Hey, how's it going, y'all? Hey, what's up, Solar yes, DJ? Sir, how y'all doing? Good, good. What's going good, on? Good, Hey, uh, Mr. Grabo. What? Mr. Sitting. Miss Rotunda. Happy Friday, y'all. We made it. <laughs> hey, thanks. That, that's us. <laughs> for, for real. Hey, um, John. So yeah. You know how we were talking about Chapin Wynn this month? Uh, and you'd come up with the color maroon, right? Yeah. So what if we did a rendition of the Maroon 5 song, except it was like, This chafe has taken its toll. Oh, no, I thought it was funny, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm listening. I'm listening. Uh, it's good stuff. We yeah. definitely listen. I'm sorry. I was getting a traffic tip from Monica on the uh, text. Uh, there was a soup's bad wreck with all lanes blocked northbound 275 at Hillsborough backed up onto the Howard Franklin. Wait, say that one more time. Super bad wreck. I said super. She said soups. Uh, bad wreck with all lanes blocked northbound 275 at Hillsborough backed up onto the Howard Franklin. So you know where? Oh, okay, okay. That was my brain was going through where, where you, that is. Yeah, yeah, where you go, North Hillsboro, yeah. uh, to North Two Seventy Five. Yeah. So backed up from there all the way to the freaking bridge. Oh man, so Dude, what that, a what a cursed two days for week. Uh, Tampa traffic. Bad week for the bridge. Drew Gobble live. Go ahead. Is this me? It is. What's your name, young lady? Hi, hi. My name is Donna. How are you doing? Oh, it's Donna, <laughs> I'm doing great. It's so great to hear your voice today. Oh, it is. Glad to hear yours, too. I was in the doctor's office, so I missed a good part of the show, and I came home and put Bone TV on, and I saw what you're wearing. Yes, it's a lovely pink chiffon teddy. Do you like it? <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Oh, you must be watching the wrong Bone TV then. Oh, yeah, you're watching a replay. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's the uh, uh, someone sent me a Navy Street shirt uh, for the mixed martial arts gym from our favorite show, uh, Kingdom. I know I sent them. I sent two of them though. Oh, this is we we didn't know who it was. We had no idea. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. you. God, thank you. Solved you. the mystery, I, Donna. Yeah, John. I, I don't know if I had the sizes right. I, I purposely gonna... ordered them not from Amazon, but from a, a smaller company oh, that made nicer ones. That sure. was supposed to be a nice cotton one. Oh, and feels I great. just love the show. And thank you guys for turning me on to it. Oh, but you're the best. I saw these shirts and I thought you guys would look great oh. in them, but I didn't know if the sizes would fit. Donna's and so I thought great. Drew had his on, but you didn't have yours, I, and there's no way to put a card in with it. I may, I may need a, a maybe like a couple more LBs to sneak into it, but the, but you know I like having. It's important for me to have shirts I don't fit into because then it gives me a goal. So not only have you given me the oh. gift of a Navy Street shirt, but you've possibly sped up my <laughs> weight loss over the next few weeks. Nice work. Well, yeah, and I met you guys when I came up for the bowling thing. I'm from a little bit yep. further south, oh. and John, we, we talked. Quite yeah, a we bit. talked for a bit. I remember you. Yeah. Yeah. She got me the dead Kennedy shirt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it's supposed to be tight. If you watch the show, everybody's got it tight around their guns. Yeah, I got I'm just missing some guns. Yeah, yeah. Drew looks like a. I look like Alvy, don't I? Except without the muscles and the alcohol problem. 
I thought the same thing. Thank you, Donna. <laughs> anyway, I, you guys rock. I'm glad you got them. You and Thank you, Donna. You. You're the best. You're the best. You're the best. Thank you so much. You're the best, sweetheart. Uh, you can get official Navy Street gear at kingdomofficial.shop. John, before we get to your joints, uh, tell me real quick what happened to Brian Fallon. Not Brian, Brian Fallon. Brian Callen. Uh, well, this guy. Hold on, I have it right here in front of me. Uh, so this is the guy that play. If you if you are watching Kingdom, he uh, he plays Garo, and he also um, is a big comedian in L.A. I guess he um, he's he's big in the like the Joe Rogan community. So L.A. Times did a write up on him last week uh, where. There are multiple allegations in the report. Uh, actress Catherine Tigerman alleged that Callan raped her in 1999. Tigerman claimed that Callan held her down and forced her to have sex with him in his bedroom after a night out. A second allegation against Callan dates from a decade later when he walked. Now, I'm curious to get your opinion on this. Like, is this bad? 2020, not great, but 2009, is this enough to like lose all your all your gigs a second allegation uh comes from the american apparel apparel store uh rachel green an employee assisted the actor while he was shopping alleged that he stepped out of the fitting room with nothing but boxers on multiple times so what is that i mean is that bad i don't know that's that's that that yeah yeah stepped out of a fitting room with boxers Big deal. It's a. I mean, you work in a clothing store. It's a man in his underpants. Right. So, so I kind of felt the same way. Thank you for for yeah, justifying no problem. that. And then also a report. The comedian Tiffany King alleged alleged that Callan asked her to perform a sexual act in a car in 2017 after they had a night out together. When King said no, she claimed that Callan offered to pay her. Oh. The fourth woman, Claire Ganshirt, told the Times that she met Callan while she was working as a barista uh, in New York in 2012. She explained to the newspaper that the two began a sexual relationship that ended in 2016. That's four years of sex. Uh, and Ganshirt claimed Callan told her that women have a biological primal desire to be raped. Oof. That's a- so, so obviously the worst thing there is the, the straight-up rape allegation and everything else is just kind of fits into a, a puzzle piece of sure. maybe what this guy is like. I don't know. Like, like through the years, whether, whether minor or major, they're painting a portrait of a man who is inappropriate with women, Okay, sh- shall we say. Okay, there's more details to the boxer story. Okay. Okay. There's more. There's more story. Because as it is, it does. Yeah. I mean, I'm, okay. I wouldn't do it, but it, but it doesn't sound that bad. It was. This is in her own words. It was one of those gross little things. He ran out of the fitting room to grab something, so I went in to get the clothes he had already tried on, and then he came in the room, pushed oh, me against the wall. Oh. Well, he walked into the room. Okay. Um, that comes later. He he walked into the room, pushed me against the wall, closed the curtain, and started kissing my neck as he asks if I'm going to get in trouble. Okay. Green said she ran out of the dressing room and told her colleagues what happened. That, That's that, significantly worse. It's an issue. So um, a lot of people, like I said, through a publicist or some crisis management team, probably would reach, uh, you know, craft some statement and release that via social media. Uh, but instead, um, Brian spoke on his own. Yeah, and one other piece for the first girl, she said she saw Brian Callen piling on Chris D'Elia, and that was what the hypocrisy of it all is what made her come forward, if you're wondering why is she coming forward you know, from 1999. Got it. I never thought in a million years that I'd be sitting here defending myself against something I did not do 21 years ago. So this is me saying that I categorically and absolutely deny all the allegations against me. I wanted you 
to see me say that. I didn't want to post some stale statement. I wanted you to hear that come out of my mouth. I have been characterized as someone that no one, no one who knows me, not my friends, not my family, not my fans would ever recognize. And that's because that's not who I am. That is not what I, that's not something I could do. Those are things not, never did things that I could, I couldn't do. Those are not things that I would ever do. That is not how I have ever lived my life. It's just a fact that social media and the press alone can act as judge, jury, and executioner. And I don't think that's good for anybody. And by the way, I don't know how to fix that. I don't know how to fix that. I, I don't think anybody in particular is even to blame. But when something like this happens, this is pretty much the only way you can defend yourself. So this is me standing up and, and, and saying that I have been falsely accused of terrible things that I did not do. Again, probably more than two sides to every story. And uh, in this case, he chose a way where through his words, you got to hear his side of it. Who's telling the truth? No clue. No clue. No way to tell. Yeah, I, I don't. It, it's such a, a kind of gross feeling to even have to try and decide for yourself. Like, I, obviously, I don't think anything's going to happen legally, but it, it reminds me of the uh, the Brett Kavanaugh thing that was so public where you've got a girl saying this is what happened and you've got a man saying that did not happen at all. So it's it's it's. It is a he said, she said, right. and, and and believing either one of them 100% probably isn't right, and there's no way to really know the truth. So I, I don't know how you're supposed to feel about things like this when they come out of the, you know, especially so far back. I don't know. As a female, I don't know. I want to always give somebody the opportunity to speak their truth, especially if they've been, if something has, has been traumatizing them. Maybe that did happen 20 years ago, and now he's in a place where his career is at a, a, a moment in time where he is recognized. He's got a successful podcast with Joe Rogan. He's done stand-up for years. He apparently, you know, acted in different shows that we're now discovering yeah. and they're amazing. Yeah. So you've got somebody who's now recognizable. And as far as that circle, and it recurs with comedians. Bro it, comedians especially. Bro comedians is kind of this toxic mas masculinity amongst them that I don't know if, if it's like part of their culture or what it is, but that's the biggest thing I think that needs to be addressed, and if this can help make that happen, then that's a positive. Yeah, and maybe she didn't say anything like Micah said until the guy gets a little run. Imagine if it did happen, how that feels as a victim to then see this guy start to get popular and all these people are like, oh, he's so great in that, he's so great in that, and then you have to relive the trauma and the feelings that you experienced at the time. That's got to be a bitch, which is why I'll never say I don't believe her or I don't believe him. There's your side, there's my side, there's the truth. We'll probably never know, um, but it's at least worthy of some discussion because the guy chose an interesting tactic as far as defending himself against these allegations say john what you firing up in those joints well we've been holding on to this all week and i'm ready to launch it the details on the drew garabo live airbnb that is themed after a very special movie i've never seen it but it's going to be it's going to be legit we're trying to get it off the ground we'll have the details on that as well as what do you do when you find the amazon delivery man going number two in your garden this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.